Hey, good morning. Hope everybody's doing well. It's uh, Jeremy with the Sissel Christmas Tree Farming Podcast. It is the uh, first week of April. Uh, so this podcast is coverage of our March 2022 season. Um, just currently out here in the greenhouse running the water. Um, one of those things that I have to-do list is get some sort of automation on the timer of the water set up and get my overhead irrigation set up. Currently, I'm still using uh, some garden sprinklers um, set up, and I just have to move. I run them for 10 minutes in every area and then move them, which is not the worst thing, but it does take about uh, 45 minutes to an hour every day just to get the water situated. So I am... uh, working on my overhead irrigation now i originally had three sprinklers set up in here uh, when i we ordered the kit for the hoop house from the amish people that installed it Um, that's kind of what they said would work the best well it may work the best i think it really depends on your out your psi of your your faucet or your outdoor faucet i think mine is like 40 and that will it will definitely run three sprinklers but i knew i would need probably nine sprinklers to do this entire hoop house not three as as they said it would take um with different zones so running zone one for 15 minutes zone two so i've got some of the stuff already to set that up um so that's one thing that we're working on here in march um like many people that are listening to this podcast uh, we were affected by the the uh, seedling shortage uh, from a fire in Ohio. Um, I'm not exactly sure what happened, uh, but we order annually from the company that also had that fire, and uh, we were contacted in March that you know our seedlings were were uh, part of the batch somehow that was affected by the fire um i think full disclosure i'm pretty sure my seedlings come from wirehauser directly they may um offload those there at their location and then repackage them or something and send them out to customers i'm not exactly sure but as i understand it that's what happened the the holding area where they send stuff back out of was affected um and I only order 500 from them, so it's not a huge ordeal. Um, so, but we were affected and currently don't have any seedlings that we've planted for this spring. Uh, so we've got we're here in Central Kentucky. We probably have two weeks to get these things in the ground before the weather starts to change. I've never planted in May, and I don't want this year to be the first year that I plant in May and see how it works. Um, In preparation for knowing that information, I've already started pulling things from the greenhouse that we actually just potted. Um, I have some three-year-old Nordman that I was going to grow out one more year and move up. We got them in gallons. I was going to move them up to three gallons and sell those, but I think we're going to... If I did plant two rows already, so I've already planted about a hundred of those, and I've sent requests to this company to see, you know, you know, do I think I'm going to receive these 
or partially receive some of these in the next two weeks. Because if not, I'm probably just going to cancel that order or leave the deposit for next year. Um, and I'm going to outplant pretty much all of the larger Nordman and Canaan that I currently have in the greenhouse. And I have some stuff that's three years old, three and a half years old. So that's, that may be what I do. Um, also, so saying all that to say, um, greenhouse this year is booming. I talked about some of the smaller seedling or smaller plugs that we had losses uh, final tallies are in. I, I had ordered 500 Canaan fir one-year-old plugs and I think 200 Nordman one-year-old plugs, or, or I'm sorry, 18-month-old plugs. And uh, out of the Canaan, out of the 100, I got 16 that survived. And out of the Nordman, I'll, I have 11. So it was pretty, pretty devastating on, uh, on those. Um, which also is weird because I had 500 spruce and every one of them lived uh, of near the same size. And, uh, and then anything I had, I had about a thousand, well, I had another 500 larger Canaan and Meyer spruce, uh, and they all survived. So anything that I had that was already in a one gallon, it all lived, no problem. Anything that I had in a court, um, was subject to death. Uh, if it was a fur, it died for the most part. If it was spruce, it survived. Um, still don't know exactly what it was. So this year I'm going to do a, a little split application storage trial. I'm going to store half of what we order for fall transplant in the garage. Um, and, and then I'm going to put the rest of it in the outside hoop house. Um, in the garage this year though, I'm going to run a fan. So I'm going to try to replicate the exact scenario and see if the fan was the difference in our barn. Anyway, uh, this year for spring, we planted, uh, 1000 Canaan fir, one-year-old plugs, planted a thousand Norway, one-year-old plugs. I planted a thousand Nordman one-year-old plugs and a thousand Nordman three-year-old seedlings that we got from, I, I've mentioned in the past, uh, they're a little ways from us, but uh, Brooks Nursery in, I believe it's in Oregon, absolutely sends the largest the largest seedlings per year that, that, that I, I get from anybody. And I get a lot of seedlings and plugs from places and nor and the stuff that I get from Brooks um, by far is is usually larger and looks really good um, I won't mention all the other places because it's just so many uh, but I don't have any bad experiences um, the only bad experience that, that I've had was everybody may knows that we were going to do some Virginia pine and primarily as a screen break and they all died from I forget the name of the company now, but I think everybody knows about it by now. You don't buy Virginia pine from this, this one company. And I think they went out of business. Um, what else did we, what else did we plant? I said, Norway's. Oh, and, and I also planted 300 more Myers, Myers spruce. Um, again, most, most of the stuff that I have for selling the greenhouse is for me, um, to plant on my farm in the coming years. Uh, some of this is also landscape. Um, here in central Kentucky, the Norway 
uh, is a really uh, great landscape tree. Privacy hedging screen grows really fast. The Meyer spruce is is, is also a, a, a tree that'll grow here uh, pretty well. It, it's a slower growing tree, but it's more of a focus tree. And then the Nordman here also in Kentucky uh, doesn't grow quite as fast as it does in, in the uh, northern areas, but it does still grow here um, as long as the ground is, is uh, pretty uh, pretty decent. Um, the Meyer is a 10 to 12 year tree and most of the firs are here in this area are nine to 10 year trees. So um, we take things, we plant things either from seed and move them to a court. Uh, and then from a court, we go to a three gallon. And then some of the stuff that's a little bit larger that we get goes immediately into a gallon and then it'll go one gallon into five gallon. So right now, everything that I have is court and gallon and just a very limited amount of two gallon that we sowed off last year we had some remaining or i plant them myself um here um prepping fields again my, my out planting field for this year it's about one acre uh it's about three quarters of an acre we were going to plant for spring we were going to plant uh 750 trees roughly and we planted the 200 or so already in preparation as i said waiting on the order to come in so we will we will make that decision within the next two weeks of what we're going to do we're going to have the new stuff coming in we're going to plant that or we're going to just pull these these larger trees out and go plant uh you know four or five hundred of these just so we don't go empty on this spring planting um soil samples were submitted i haven't gotten them back yet I actually just submitted them last week weather's been in and out but we did have a really nice dry sp uh, spell there for three days so i got soil samples collected and submitted on the field i'm hoping to get prepped for next year um what else have we done oh i sprayed so i didn't i used my sprayer as i i talked about i was going to use the road tractor well my dad has so has the road tractor at his house um so i wasn't i didn't have that available to do the application way that I, I talked about in the last podcast. So what I actually did in, in the spray bar on the back is actually only four feet. I don't know why I said seven feet. Uh, I had it in my brain that it was a seven foot spray bar, but it's actually, I don't even think it's four feet. I think it's like 42 inches. Um, so it's three and a half feet or something. <coughs> anyway, it's on the back of the tractor. It does have three nozzles. So what I, what I actually did was uh, turned off the center nozzle and then I used the two blast nozzles I lowered the three-point hitch, you know, closer to the ground, so it was only, you know, a foot maybe or so off the ground. And I angled the nozzles so they were hitting just to the side of the tree and kind of spraying that whole area, like, down the road. So I'm driving – if you can imagine, I'm driving down the center of two rows, and I'm spraying kind of 40-degree angle out, down, out and down on each row. To, so I'm doing two rows at a time. I did that. This year, I sprayed the whole area. I did my uh, fence line because on my fence line, I'm, I'm putting in privacy hedge as well. So I'm, I'm spraying the fence line and I'm spraying the row of trees that I'm planting as I go every year. And I also sprayed all of our acreage here uh, that we had planted. Again, it's about two acres. Um, acre and a half, I guess, really is what's, is what's currently planted. Um, it took me, it was a 60 gallons. I probably had 50 some gallons in it. Um, 
I got my mix work just right. I, my mixture, you know, without getting into specifics, because I never want anybody to use exactly what I use and think it's good for you. Um, I have a mixture of ammonium sulfate, certain amount of pounds that I put in a 60 gallon tank. And then, uh, cause it's water soluble. Uh, I have a slight amount of, a slight amount of glyphosate that I put in there. Um, for this one, wasn't very much, just a little bit because it's really almost too early to use glyphosate. Had a little bit of glyphosate and then I use, um, Flumioxin. There's several different brands that you can get, but the active ingredient is 40, I think it's 41% Flumioxin. And that's what I used. Um, and I sprayed all of it, all of my rows, again, just shy of two acres in about 20 minutes. So what historically has taken me a lot of back work with the backpack sprayer and loading and unloading and going down two rows at a time and refilling and probably taking me two hours to do two acres, I did in 20 minutes. So I could say success, success on that. And if you have the ability to get a tractor or a four-wheeler to do your spraying, I think it's well worth the investment. I wish I'd have done it, you know, two years ago, but, um, you know, live and you learn. Uh, also what we did, which, which is what I always do in the spring, uh, for the spring prior, I walk and if there's any trees that are in, if there are any trees that die and I feel like they're in a really nice spot that that tree probably should have lived, then I do replace it that very next year. Um, I'll replace my trees one time. Um, so I had maybe 30 or 40 trees. And I say 30 or 40, but it was probably like 50 or 60 trees that I had to replace. Um, those were also replaced with Nordmans, the larger ones that I had. So um, those were spot replaced. And I left several dead trees. I've got uh, this area, these first three fields that I'm planting are a low-lying area that kind of funnel water. And there's certain areas where the water, when a big rain comes, the surface water runs through these areas like you know like little streams on the ground and my drainage is actually pretty good but because i'm up on this hill we get a significant amount of water that funnels through these little avenues so i'm actually the areas that have the dead trees in those areas i'm leaving them as kind of markers of where not to plant uh it's kind of helping me figure out where my where my bad drainage areas are and where my, uh, you know, water, I guess, shed, watershed areas are that I don't want to plant any trees in the future and I don't want to replace them, plant them. So, you know, copper trees are also good, good flags. So <laughs> I've got some flags out in the yard, out in the uh, field still. I also have about 50 or 75 trees that are off color. I, I got those from a distributor last year, a fall planting, uh, canane firs. They were two one, two twos. And I got two boxes and one box was perfectly green and the other box was way off color. And, uh, I contacted this Pennsylvania grower and they said they had an issue with, um, the pH in their fertilizer and this and that. And to give it, give it until spring growth to call and let us know if we need to, you know, do something. Well, most of those trees 
are so off color. I'd say they're going to die, but I am going to wait till spring growth and see how they do. Cause I have seen, I have seen, you know, almost copper trees, lime copper trees fully recover after a year. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll give it a shot. I'm going to wait through into May and see how they look. And if they don't look good, I'll send a request and I'll have to replace those trees as well because, um, it's, it's all, it's all like two rows. It's very, very obvious to see the only two rows that aren't doing so hot. Um, what else? I did see the mid America Christmas tree association is having their Illinois is going to have a meeting in Illinois at the end of July. I'm planning on attending that one. It is a haul for me. Uh, I might fly for that one. Uh, I've, I've been to a few meetings and it, that one, at least for my region, seems to be one of the best. So uh, I'm, I'm going to definitely try to attend that one. No guarantees yet for, for late summer schedule, but uh, we shall see. And I can't go anywhere if I can't get this water automation figured out because currently I got to water trees every day. <laughs> so uh, I got to get that figured out. Well, if anybody has any questions, uh, again, you know, Sissel Tree Farm on Instagram and Facebook and sisseltreefarm at gmail.com. If you've got any questions or pointers, uh, primarily looking for summer, anybody out there that keeps their two to three-year-old trees in a hoop house in the summer, and if you do, what do you do to, uh, you know, keep them from getting fried? Uh, That's an experiment I'm going to work on this year. Right now, again, everything's in the hoop house. But as summer gets here, I'm going to, I'm going to be moving the majority of this stuff out minus the brand, the seed, seed starter stuff. So, uh, if it's possible to leave it in here and keep the fans on it and it, and if people do that and it's okay, then I'd, I'd give it a shot, but I definitely don't want to kill four or 5,000 trees, uh, this summer. So I talk to you guys later.